0: Happy New Year to everyone out there. A new year means we are back on the Nebraska Prep Zone Report. I'm Dylan Adams, joined once again today by Stu Pospisil and Mike Patterson, and we're going to recap all the action from the Metro Holiday Basketball Tournaments, um, including previewing the the final games tonight, but we have to start today's show with uh, some heavy hearts. You know, a very special piece of the Grenda community has passed away uh, last Saturday morning. Of course, one time basketball coach Brad Feakin and Stu, you were at Creighton Prep on Saturday to take in that atmosphere. Um, it had to be, you know, one of the more emotional finishes to a game, I would say, in your career. Um, if you want to just start with what that day was like and and kind of what you'll remember most.
1: Yeah, Dylan and Mike, you know what uh you know, I got uh notified by Sam McEwen about eleven o'clock that Brad had died and we had something up pretty quick on uh, you know his passing he he went in, uh, uh, with hospice care at 4 30 that morning uh the team was notified about uh mid-morning they stayed together uh the rest of the day uh came to the gym um you know the term officials uh they wanted to do something appropriate they cleared a moment of silence with with uh Bill Hurd who you know, it was like a brother to, to Brad, uh, college roommates, uh, you know, coaching uh colleagues, you know, uh, you know, the the Brad or Bill was Brad's confidant. And, you know, I mean, it was a very hard day for Bill just to get through. And you know, the the uh lot, lot of the teams were wearing four feet T-shirts, um papio south student body uh showed up in green papio south jerseys the uh you know the the left cutout had a a green band on it the the strap on the jersey um you know just an outpouring of support as there has been over the past two years you know i mean i grinton and west after the football game a couple years ago didn't have the best relations but uh you know, Westside was one of the first to buy 104 feet t-shirts and pass them out to their students. So, you know, it, it's, uh, the basketball community is tight and it showed that night, you know, for Gretna ran on a motion the first half and, you know, everything was going in second half. It was, it was like the, the rim just was, was not receptive at all. Uh, the, the Dragons fell behind but Landon Perkowski drove the the length of the court uh put up a short shot from the baseline uh with about three seconds left pulled off the win ran down court um you know maybe three quarters of the way down he starts pointing up at the sky and you know extremely touching emotional moment and you know Bill Feakin or uh Bill Hurt again you know Heard and Feekin were you could hear mix their names, they were that tight. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Bill Heard, you know, barely made it through the interview. And, and I said, Let's just do this all at once, let's not have three different TV interviews and myself and Heard at and whoever. Let's just do it at once and make it easy on, on Gretna. And you know, the, the players were um off, um. Uh, off limits, uh, that day, very understandable. There's been some nice tributes that they've posted on X since then, uh, Landon Perkowski, especially, uh, was one I saw it, you know, it, it's, it's still a tough week. It was a tough night last night, uh, where, you know, s- central, it was a gritty game. Uh, you know, it, it's one that, uh, uh, you know, Bruce Chubbick Jr., the central coach, uh, gave many plaudits to, um, just uh Gretna for for their gumption and, and grittiness and Gretna now has one more game to play at Lincoln North Star on Saturday and then I'm sure they'll be there in force at the Journey Church on Sunday for the uh, visitation from 3 to 5 30 and then uh the church again is Monday uh at one for the uh memorial service and I saw that um Those attending are asked to wear jeans and and Gretna gear, and uh, they're gonna serve cookies and coffee afterwards. So they're gonna try and make it, I'm sure, a a celebration of life, but a lot of sorrow involved here.
0: Uh, No doubt about it.
2: Dylan, I was just
1: gonna add on
2: a personal front. uh, I got to know Brad, covering uh the Gretna teams over the years and covering Gretna down state tournament and uh you know I would see him a lot at uh at the girls games when the boys would be playing after that and um you know I was uh one of the first times I, I knew him a little bit but uh I was covering I don't forget might have been a volleyball match but I was wearing uh my Bears jacket that night and he came over and talked to me because he was a fellow Chicago Bears fan too and We talked a little bit about that, and, you know, we knew about his health uh, in recent years, and I I always made a point to to try to talk to him. And, um, you know, when word spread on Saturday morning when our portion of the girls' holiday tournament was going on at Bellevue West, it was really uh, kind of a a somber tone there. You know, Gretna was playing, the girls were playing down there, and um, it it was just a, a really difficult day for the high school community, I think. Stu really said it best when uh, he was talking about the Westside and the Gretna um, rivalry in in that football game and that the Westside people were the first to buy all those uh, four feet jerseys. I remember I covered the uh, boys game out there when uh, Westside was playing at Gretna shortly after that football game and uh, just in case there were any hijinks and there weren't. uh, Both schools got along together well but uh, you know getting back to Feek, he was just a, a really good guy. And, um, you know, I, I I think there's really going to be a, a large crowd at uh, at his services coming up. So uh, our condolences and and best wishes and thoughts with the Feekin family. I yeah. think
1: maybe they're underestimating this. And I don't know how big Journey Church is. I I hope it has plenty of expansion room because you would think most of the Gretna community is going to turn out monday afternoon right because he touched so not just his his players where you have 12 15 come through a year but he was a seventh grade reading teacher par excellence yes you know i mean he gets as many raves for his teaching as he does his coaching so you know again grant is one of the last small town communities in the metro area you know now that they've split off into two schools they're on that uh you know more uh urban suburban type path where you're not going to be as tight-knit but right now they are and you know i i don't know i know i'm going to get there early to cover it on monday uh but uh, yeah it's just hard to predict i thought maybe they'd hold it in, in the school gym myself but yeah, yeah just... i was
2: i was almost wondering if they weren't going to do that Stu. maybe have some sort of a closed circuit. Uh deal with uh at the gym or or something
1: they could they could could pipe it in on because they've got the big screens the video boards they Mm -hmm. could very easily do that but again you know you you're gonna have families that want to be together and i don't know you know i as as bill said you know there's no script for this there's no there's nothing normal you know and i i was just trying to think back you know the probably the i can't remember the last time a a coach at a class a b-size school you know uh passed away during the season you Mm -hmm. know while still active i remember um jim kane out at mount michael this would have been 2003 I'm not sure he I can't remember offhand if he started the year but he certainly was still living or still active with Mount Michael because they held that service in the gym and that was one of the the more memorable memorial funerals I've been to. I mean that was a haunting finish there with the with the student body walking out and, ch- and chanting the school song. I still get choked up about that one. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, before that, I remember Ed Johnson, Lincoln Northeast um, uh, pillar for 37, 38 years there when, I don't know, seven state titles with the Rockets. He had had cancer uh, and he made it through the season and, and died shortly thereafter. So it wasn't during the season. But, uh, you know, fortunately, we, have, we don't see many of these situations. But uh, when you do, you know, you just you do everything with a heavy heart. And, yeah you know and, the
2: fact that uh feek was only 48 that's mm-hmm. so so young by today's standards um
1: three young yeah. children although the oldest is i think was 13 you know i've got kids that turn 14 a day that hits home
0: yep no and I, as somebody that never had the opportunity to meet feek you know hearing all of this uh support and and um you know the outpouring of of emotions. Really the thing that that stuck out to me is that, yeah, he was much more, made much more of an impact on the Gretna community than just being a basketball coach. You know, the the relationships that he created with students, um, the passion that he seemed to have for, for teaching, that was really what stuck out to me. And um, hearing from, you know, the Gretna principal saying he was the best teacher he'd ever come across in, in his 28 years at the school. and and then and then watching bill hurd you know i i think you said it best to just the, the valiant effort that he had just to get through that interview um that was that was really tough tough to watch um and he, he's he's just done such a remarkable job and and this really really difficult position that that nobody wants to really be in so
1: no you know and it you know Gretna is going to be playing with a heavy heart but they're going to be playing th- Four Feek, but I think Feek would say, you got to play for yourselves first.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's going to be, you know, we'll be watching this the rest of the season. You know, they've got a senior class with Landon Perkowski and Alex Wilcox, and you got a thousandth point the other, or last night uh, in the loss. Uh, you know, Alex Wilkins and Cade Cook and Joey Beath. You know, that's their, their starting five base, and... You know, several of those guys, they're seniors and, you know, they probably weren't, they were hopeful that they wouldn't have to see this. You know, I mean, you know, I think from November on when um, Brad had to leave the team, you know, he he started the year, coached them through the jamboree and then complications started arising. You know, it, um, you you were always hopeful. But I I think you know talking with with people with the Gretna you know program, uh, I think he basically wanted to get through Christmas and enjoy it with his family one last time.
2: Yeah, getting back to that uh, win on Saturday by Gretna to carry on after uh, Brad had passed away. I mean, that was a, a storybook finish, one that I think a lot of people are never going to forget and um yeah just the fact that they had the perseverance to play that game and it's what coach feek would have wanted and to to finish in that way and um you know you talk about see what happens from here on out the rest of the season Stu. i mean it's uh it's going to be amazing to uh just watch the dragons i think finish out this season under Coach Hurd, obviously, a close, close friend of Coach Feek and and, and see where that goes. But just uh, I, I think that win on Saturday is one that people are going to be talking about forever around here.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it, it, yeah, Saturday at the tourney just was a different mood. It, it kind of lightened last night. And, you know, I we'll, we'll talk about the game tonight. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you just hope you don't. See this too often. And, you know, before we get into the other games, I want to bring up another passing. And, you know, it, it's amazing because, you know, you can be out of the business for a while and still have love and respect. And Walt Smith uh, out at Ord, he was their longtime broadcaster at KL or KNLV radio at Ord. Just a gregarious guy. Philadelphia bay, born, came out here in the service, died at, um, um, uh, down in Bellevue this week at 87. But once you met Walt Ols- or Walt, uh, Smith, you never forgot him. And, he, you know, just, just a, a man of tremendous character as a character. And, you know, the tributes on, on X, you know, after I posted that on Sunday night, you know, I mean, they, they kind of rival feats for for how he touched people with either being in person or over the radio, and and the personal touch he would give broadcasting games. And you know, the there there haven't been many like him, and I'm not sure there's going to be many that will come after him like that.
0: Yeah. When you have such a recognizable voice like that for a small town community, that really is, that really leaves a loss when they're, when they're gone. And you're you're so used to having the tradition of turning on the radio and, and hearing that, hearing his voice, well, he, all the games. He,
1: you know, he probably hasn't broadcast for several years. He, he, sure. uh, but again, that, that legacy, you know, people remember these voices, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's like all the, you know the Lyle Bramzers and and um, you know Mark Ammons and and Dick Janda Jick's still with us but uh, you know we've Joe Patrick who we've lost you know we've got you know the broadcasting and the the um, print media in the state you know a lot of us have have been around for a long time have had a lot of passion and you know. Uh, any tribute that you know Walt gets or anybody else that has devoted their life to Nebraska sports especially high schools well well deserved
0: that's well said so no and once again you know thoughts thoughts with wife Jenny uh the three kids there um and and yeah his mother his mother's
1: yep uh, move, move this way. Uh, I don't know how many years ago, but, uh, you know, his dad was killed in a car wreck. He was the well-respected coach at Adams Central. Uh, Brad went to Hastings High, then to Doan. And, um, you know, I think his mom was in teaching as well. So that's where his, his foundation was, was in teaching. And he met Jenny. He, he introduced himself, um, to her the, the first day of, I don't, can't remember without looking if it was, the first day she was at the school or the first day he was at the school, but uh, they struck up, uh, you know, a, a wonderful relationship, marriage. And, you know, golly, you feel for the kids and for her
0: and, and the entire Fecan family. No doubt about it. So if we want to try to try to move on here to, to the action, the other action we saw on Saturday, you know, I, I don't know if, if you can agree with this. Too, it seems like we had the best eight. You know, make it to those quarterfinals, and it, they were going to be some awesome matchups. But then, of course, we had the uh, the somberness at you know environment that day. But um, we ha- we had Omaha Central knocking down Miller North. That's probably one of the biggest upsets we've seen this season, right? Oh, without a doubt, and by the size that it was, you know, I think yes.
1: You know, Miller North can learn from it. Um, you know, Derek Rollins was solid inside, but uh, Central physicalness especially really rattled uh Miller North's outside shooters and you know Miller North has four returning starters but they're going to have to step it up because they'll see more of that um you know coming down the pike. you know the uh they were able to um you know take care of Bellevue West you know in December but Bellevue West right now looks like it's Mojo's running really high and they, they take on central tonight. You know, it's, it'll be an interesting game of styles.
0: Yeah. It's, it's the battle of purple, right? I mean, and I think you talked about in your story last night that these two teams, they have some history going back to the two thousands and playing each other in state championship games. And now the Eagles, you know, trying to regain that old prominence and, here they are. They got that Delarin Thomas. He's hitting threes from the outside, but as you said, they also have the the physicality, and and then it, it seems like it's going to be a battle of sharp shooters because Bellevue West has a pair of them too, and Robbie Garcia and that is it. Is and, it Pulachek that knocked down it's Yeah,
1: you know you had we've had three three uh, players make eight threes in a game this yeah. year. One away from Andre Woolridge's record and Woolridge played for Benson. It seems like yesterday to me, but it was 1992. <laughs> you know, unfortunately these kids don't know who they're the great players of the past are. Unfortunately, you know, I mean, you wonder how many of them know who Eric Strickland is who sure. played 11 years in the NBA. Yeah. You know, Woolridge and Strickland are one, two still on the class A all time scoring list, but Just, uh you know, that's that's ancient history, you know, in this day and age. And we, we don't teach history well enough. And, you know, I, I think that's probably something that, that uh, you know, uh, uh, Brad Feakin and Bill Hurd did at Gretna was, you know, you continue the tradition. But um, you had to have, and it wasn't like they were jacking up 24 threes. They did it with, Robbie Garcia was eight of eight. Delarian Thomas was eight of nine and, uh, or eight of 10. And, uh, last night, uh, Polachek was eight of nine and probably should have gotten to the line on the ninth. I thought he got bumped pretty good and it was a no call. Mm-hmm. The ball came up, ball came up like five feet short and it's, <laughs> the, the way the kid was being automatic and everything else. You're going, there's no call on this, Yeah,
0: <laughs> but he finished with 28. Is
1: that right? Big 28, night. I had two other baskets. Huh. It's going to be interesting. You know, Bruce Chubbick is going to want Central to to play strong enough defense to keep that game in the fifties. Uh, you know, long possessions. Uh, Bellevue West is going to want like they did eventually did last night, run a team out of the gym. You know, it, it didn't happen the first half. It was thirty-one, thirty-one with Westside, a team they'd beaten out on the road by thirteen or twelve a couple weeks ago, but. Um, once Polachek got going, and I thought Jacob Arope, um, you know, Westside again, um, a shorter team, except for Tyson Oddbody in the middle, but Rope won that matchup inside with 10 points and a bunch of boards. And I thought the way Rope played opened up the perimeter for Belvy West to get
0: better looks. And Bill West, they, they got there, yeah, so they beat Westside. And before that, they beat Brian with Amari Bynum, right? To, right, with Fred Hoyberg and play.
1: company in the stands. And,
0: and so this, this is the fourth straight final for him. And I think you mentioned that, that that's kind of history in itself, going back to the 60s, that hasn't been done, right? Right. Omaha Tech was in the finals <laughs> the first six years, only won one. <laughs> yeah, one and five in those games. That's pretty crazy.
1: Well, and the Fred Hare, the, the fabled Fred Hare team didn't even win
0: <laughs> Metro,
1: which yeah was one of their two losses during the year. But you had you again, you had great teams at, at Prep and boystown and Benson and uh you know West Side at the time. You know, it was uh you know the sixties were a golden era, uh when you didn't have you still had a nucleus of of large schools rather than now everything's kind of spread out and OPS is not schools now instead of five and and, uh you know uh prep is the only really the only public or the only private boy school
0: inside the city limits sure you know landscape was different back then no doubt. So if we want to, let's see, yeah, we're running out of time here on our zoom meetings. So we better flip over to girls. Uh, Mr. Patterson, you had um, Millard West rolling again last night, and then they're going to play another Omaha central squad.
2: Right. Central will be playing uh, in the girls final for the uh, third time in four years, Dylan. So, um, and some of those players uh, are, are, Committed to trying to get it done. They finished as the runner-up both pre- previous times to the powerful Millard South teams. So we'll see if the Eagles and uh, their senior point guard, Inea Jones, who's had a great tournament, can finish it off tonight. And uh, they'll be playing Millard West, our top-ranked team. And uh, both Central and Millard West are undefeated. So uh, the Wildcats, of course, uh, led by the Gessert twins, were being recruited by several colleges, including Nebraska and Creighton um they've had a really good tournament so far so uh they haven't been in the final in a while so we'll see if that comes into play tonight but uh yeah great uh, girls final five thirty tonight at uh, prep central and millard west like i said both undefeated
0: yeah you gotta you gotta think those are the top two teams in class a anyway right now right
2: right even though west side uh was the upset team they they made uh the semifinals they defeated Bellevue West who was our preseason number one and uh the Thunderbirds uh were defeated on Saturday so um yeah Probably it's
0: game of the tournament yeah, there double double yeah, win. yeah. eighty eighty
2: to seventy six double overtime <laughs> I have to mention one key play in that game was uh at the end of the first overtime, uh, Westside trailed by a, a point and uh, they took a three pointer. It was an air ball and Sidney uh Sydney Hagen. I mean, uh, right place, right time was under the basket, got the ball, put it right back up and in. When I talked to her after the game, I said it reminded me of the uh, North Carolina State finish <laughs> in the uh, NCAA tournament that one year. She kind of looked at me like, who? <laughs> so, yeah, granted, Again, that goes back history. a long time. Jimmy V and, <laughs> and those teams. Yeah. But uh, that's what it reminded me of. She was just in the right place, right time, put it back up and in. Actually, they were behind by two because that basket tied it. Tied and then it they double. won it in double overtime. So, yeah, that really was the uh, the game of the tournament so far, Dylan, unless uh, tonight's game uh, beats it. We'll
1: see. Yeah. We got 40 seconds left. Mike, you want to give a couple sh- shout outs to uh, Russ Ninemeyer and Britt Prince?
2: Right. Britt Prince goes over 2,000 career points. Russ Neinmeyer last night became the uh, state's all-time girls basketball coaching wins leader with 639 moving in past
0: John Larson. So two quick shout-outs to those two. Yeah, and both those stories are on our website, Omaha.com, if you want to check out more about that. Yeah, we better wrap this up for today. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Thank you for joining me. We'll be back next week to talk some more rankings.